keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody, to Total F and Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain events. Joining me, as always, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps, Andy Cups, Robert Carpolis. Hey. And joining us a second week in a row, Mike, have we come up with your wrestling name yet? A few were bounced around last week, but have we. Have we settled on anything? Um, I, I, I have I've not yet. The nice. the highly disputed era. <laughs> the highly disputed. There you go. That was pretty yeah. good. And Zach. Hey. What's going on, Zach? Oh, not much. What's going on with you, Dan? We got a, we got a big uh, show to get through. Uh. 10 count with an 11 account this week because we got to get through triple mania but let's start it out number one <laughs> cutler gate jim ross versus the aew locker room jim ross says he doesn't get all the flippity dibbities the locker room gets pissed <laughs> Don't off say that <laughs> that was his actual terminology Wait, all that's what he flip- said all the flippity dippities uh, oh, goodness. Know. you know it uh, doesn't mean nothing you know the same shit they all say yeah. then the locker room got pissed off then brandon cutler uh mouthed back on twitter he said something sassy and then before you know it both him and wardlow are dropped from the uh what, I don't know if it was like a 30-man tag. It was a, a big-ass tag. <laughs> well, they last explained night. it. They said that Warlow had a family emergency. Which is true. They Warlow didn't just make it up. Emergency. No, I, it was fine. I, I think that I think that the controversy surrounding it is hilarious because if you do have to drop someone from the team, it's Brandon Cutler. Yes. And then if you have to drop somebody else, it's Brandon Cutler. <laughs> I mean, his name has the word cut in it. <laughs> it's not what do you, Brandon What, what do you think about this? Uh, this be- what do you think about these backstage Queens beef and Robert? I mean, I was disappointed because I've never seen Brandon Cutler and I wanted to see which member of the Misfits he was supposed to be. Um, but <laughs> this, he is, he is either incredibly fucking stupid or he is on the QT Marshall plan of I have pictures of Cody. Because he has pictures of the box, actually. Don't take a shot at, at Jim Ross. You like AEW can snipe at the WWE guys, WWE guys can snipe at AEW. Jim Ross, yes, he's a surly old man and he hates that one spot, which is an incredibly stupid spot, even for wrestling, where it's like nine guys are going to stand in the same place to catch the 10th guy who's going to dive and you're going to land on everybody. It's dumb. It's stupid. It makes no sense in the same way most of pro wrestling over time doesn't make sense. But Jim Ross's one job is to get over whoever's in the ring. And if he hates you, 
Jim Ross is not subtle about absolutely burying you. And the fact that I couldn't pick Brandon Cutler out of a fucking lineup means he needs all the help Jim Ross can get him. Yeah, JR is is the David Letterman uh, of wrestling commentary. If if Paris Hilton is wrestling, he's going to make her feel like shit and cry, you know? <laughs> That's a great fucking point. Mike, uh of all the phases of Brandon Cutler's career, which one is your favorite? No, uh, uh, I'm gonna, gonna do- I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll my two d twenty and make mm-hmm. a confidence roll. Okay, I got a six and a three, so I'll I'll keep my opinion short. Uh, I think that <laughs> I don't know what that. What is that? Dungeons and Dragons? What is this? His, that's Brandon oh, he, Cutler's whole character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew right. that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. A fucking dragon. <laughs> Yeah. Dan was so con- Dan thought really that was funny. your gimmick. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> I was like, is, my, is Mike the dice man now? What's going on? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think that like he does have job security. You know, he's he is the young Bucks's QT. He does work behind the scenes and all that, but it's complicated because Jim Ross's job is to put over this company and this style. And so should he be criticizing it? I don't know. Do I agree with his criticisms? Absolutely. That spot, like Robert said, is terrible, especially when it's in a tag team match and the person tag member gets hurt. (laughs) Makes no sense. Yeah. Also, the advantage is should always be in the ring. Whoever is in the ring has the advantage. So if everybody's out of the ring and one guy's in the ring, don't jump out of the ring. Uh, So yeah, I mean, there's huge flaws. My issue isn't with that. Yeah, everybody thinks that spot kind of looks dumb because visually it looks dumb. But I don't think any of us complain about the actual move. When the move is executed, we think it looks cool, and that's what matters. Um, it's the stalling that looks like shit. I don't like how he started complaining about the super kick and the DDT because wrestling has evolved. And while while at the same time, while at the same time, Moxley has the paradigm shift. Okada has the rainmaker, which is just a clothesline. It's like you can make those move effect uh, those moves effective, and you could also not. It, it, they could both exist at the same time, and it's fine. But there are cooler looking moves than a fucking DDT and, and a super kick. Yeah, but shitting on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, my, my, I was going to say, I mean, it's weird using the word evolved when what's actually happened is wrestlers have gotten, you know, twice as small, but somehow a hundred times as invincible. Like, I just cannot buy someone who looks like Adam Cole, who looks like one of the fucking shrimp people from The Little Mermaid getting kicked in the face even once and and getting out of it like so the amount My, like, I think mike is uh channeling his uh ollie yeah, anderson but, for this yeah but yeah mike but he's getting kicked by another tiny person so you're not just always like, he he's fought against big dudes and won he beat keith lee i know keith lee eventually beat him but like I have a I I think secretly Keith Lee isn't that big. That's kind of how I watch wrestling. I I just assume everybody is kind of like feathery. You think physics doesn't apply because of Yeah, uh, I've watched enough wrestling. I've seen tiny guys pick up big guys. It's all just kind of weights don't matter. It is weird like you don't realize how do- big Doc Gal- Gallows is until you actually see him. Yeah, There's plenty. Yeah. I mean Booker T's like that. 
Billy Gunn's like oh that. Oh my god, that guy's huge. They're, they're all they're, like that. Like they're very tall. Chavo Guerrero, like even if they're shorter than you, they're still fucking jacked. John Cena yeah, is a monster human. Beat your ass. Yeah. John John um, Cena's head was bigger than Dan's. <laughs> I think the only person we could take convincingly is probably Brandon Cutler. Except when Dan says you can't see me, it's because no one bought tickets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it must have. What was the fair in town? <laughs> it's like, I, as I get older, the competition gets even more pathetic. You're like, oh, they got a good, oh, they got a good bowling alley on that side of town. I get it. I'll be honest, I would fuck that bearded lady as well. <laughs> Zach, is this cl- too close to the microphone, or am I good? Uh, I I think I could I think I could work with that. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Zach right. is the proxy for all of you in the audience. If you have a problem with how close Dan is, press one on your phone now. <laughs> all right, number two, NXT or Dynamite. I'll start it. Uh, NXT by a landslide this week. Uh, if, if not just for Kyle O'Reilly versus um, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. I mean, that was see, just- Dan even forgot who he wrestled. That's how much NXT fucking doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, it was a better show, but at the end of the day, I don't really remember what happened. And I do think it was a better show, but I have to like look into my notes and go, okay, what happened? Meanwhile, I can recite to you everything that happened in AEW, even though it kind of so stunk you last thought, night. You thought Dynamite was still, no, 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 you no, no. NXT is better. NXT is better, but I do think we have to agree that there's a problem that even though NXT was better. I don't really know what occurred. Okay, but like I remember 9-11 more than I remember my last birthday, but I probably enjoyed my last birthday more, Scott. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your logic... Yeah, but 9-11 is like, is technically more interesting and cooler. Like you should, you know what I mean? Like it's just like Dynamite, it was okay, birthday. Guys, no. We don't know if 9-11 happened. So this is a really <laughs> weird announcement. Yes. Like Dynamite, it was a work. But the thing is, Dynamite, <laughs> it's the only time you get it all week. So you, it's they have every character packed into one unless you have no life and you're watching nine hours of dark. Uh, in which case, just get out. I, I leave your house, even without a mask for COVID. Let God do his work. But the... AEW Dynamite is going to be more memorable because it's the only time you're seeing this and they pack all their stars into two hours. But this show for Dynamite was there was nothing really great about it. It was it was fine. It's it was kind of continuing filler. Um, I think, the you know, the opening six man tag was was OK. They're pushing this. Matt Hardy is kind of being a dick. Uh, but again, they have this problem of their agents don't talk to each other because the finish of that match was guy gets knocked out matt hardy goes in and takes the pin the finish of the inner circle match with 35 guys was hager lays somebody out and then mjf goes in to get the pin you have the same finish twice in the same show um and you know a mascot of the show and helico was on and now all of a sudden he's <laughs> dean malenko he's the greatest submission expert ever excalibur's like he he's Zack saber jr We've never seen him win with a submission. I don't think. I've never seen him win. I, I will yeah. say it was a good match. It was an. It was a. It, it was, was a really a good, good match. It was a much better match than I thought it was going to be. This is the kind of match Cody needs to have. It's just where he's like squirming while a guy does cool shit around his body. Uh, I, thought, Cody, I, I, I thought it was good. Dude, it was a good match. I feel like Cody, like the Gargano, Candice LeRae videos, are making fun of Cody and Brandy. <laughs> Someone should yeah, be. But, you know, I mean, yeah, but they came first. I know, but it's just 
it's like they're doing it's like cody and brandy like that baby reveal was very gargano way dude that well, baby it, it only is when when they reveal it's Shaq. <laughs> that's the payoff for this angle <laughs> hello i'm i'm cody's baby well, this, this, this is how like here's it, the it's... thing to me is that if any of our friends made a video like that we would fucking rip them apart it was embarrassing but but my favorite thing was when dustin cut the promo later in the night where he's like the dark order says i'm the third least important roads so like no now you're the fourth <laughs> 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 but it, it's it, it's just that thing of like wait are we counting dogs or yeah pharaoh yeah uh, pharaoh's ahead but like <laughs> but, but but what's interesting to me is that what they see themselves as versus what we see them as is is like a disconnect i feel and that's and that's anybody who has a family that like sends you a christmas card with their picture in it (laughs) i mean this is just who they are it's a bummer but yeah they they think they're awesome this is why I'm yeah. glad I didn't send you guys my uh, holiday card this year. <laughs> I just, I just, I just hope that Arn is the midwife. <laughs> okay, but it, the the thing that was even stranger is Cody beats Angelico, which is fine. Taz and his in his group come out. They all seem really tough, and then they immediately freeze and get scared of Sting again, <laughs> again. And Sting last week established. He's not Undertaker Sting because as soon as he starts talking, he's 61-year-old dude is happy to be Man, out of the house. There, there was a point he like turned to the left when he shouldn't have, and I could see his life alert. It was <laughs> his his wink to Sting to Cody was a little uh, I don't know. I was I was a little strange, but it, it makes like Brian Cage and those guys look absolutely ridiculous that they're terrified of Sting. Um, uh, unless they're, you know, they're not ready. Hobbs, man. Well, Hobbs is ready Com- to jump his ass. Yeah, yeah. Hobbs is ready to beat his old ass. But uh, commentary kind of saved that by saying that Taz was, you know, letting them know, hey, this isn't the smartest move now. They uh, they do a good job covering that shit up. But they Sting- do, but it's still four on one on a 61-year-old dude with a bat that he pulls out of his pants. Well, like- also, this is just the shorter version of his debut. We saw... Yeah. It's the exa- we need advancement. I mean, maybe we don't, but something. I mean, it, I, I want eventually for them to cut to Darby in the crowd, and Sting is sitting next to him, like like feeding him like a like he's a baby bird or something. <laughs> I talked to you the about Jesus. That I really, the things that I really liked on this episode, uh, MJF's promo was was oh, was yes. fantastic. But I, I mean, you could just like you know insert for next week. That's just. We're, I'm so used to great MJF promos at this point. I thought Jericho in it was great too. And I really liked uh, the Omega Janela match and I liked the presentation. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about, I, I guess I'm cool with Kenny feuding with the death triangle. Actually, it seems like to go against Pac and Phoenix. I, I don't know. I feel like he needs, he needs a stronger promo in there. And Pac's promos since he's been back haven't been – they haven't been bad, but they haven't been anything to write home about either. Um, and, yeah, for the most part, all NXT I thought was was pretty pretty great. I mean, besides the main event that was was, was awesome, um, you know, their women's division is just, like, on another level. 
it's not fair at this point. It's just not. Well, it's fair. actually on a level. Is the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, like I, I mean, I, 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 I've texted this to the point that I know it's annoying, but like every time at nine thirty exactly is when the women's segment happens. It happens like clockwork because even the company itself, AEW, is feels like they're obligated to do it. And now your weekly women segment. Hey, and- hey, hey. Sorry. Hey, what? So one second. One second. Hey, hey. Sorry, <laughs> my dogs are fighting. Keep talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your, your dogs are upset about uh, the disrespect given to the AEW women's division. Um, <laughs> Look, I couldn't even, we couldn't even talk about the AEW's women's division without it getting interrupted by a better segment. Like, you see, because <laughs> they just, they don't put thought into it. They just came, they announced the series three of action figures. It's Riho is uh, in the That's- line. She hasn't what if been we seen? What's the last for- time Rio has been around? She should be on a milk like February COVID nineteen. You pieces of shit. I don't know, but she's, I saw the. I saw the, isolating in Japan. I saw oh. a picture of the action figure, and and not to be mean, it looks like someone put it near an open flame, and her face started to melt. Like <laughs> it is a terrible. Oh, dude, they boy. fucked up that third dude, series. It, it man. looks like Adam Sandler as Jill and Jack and Jill. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the uh, the the pack? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. rough, man. Rough. Oh, and one last thing for AEW before we jump fully into NXT, because I want to make sure I'm not totally off base. The acclaimed is like the worst thing ever, right? Yeah, it's really <laughs> bad, man. What's crazy is the John Cena rapping thing sucked. It sucked. It was stupid. It was like a thing that got him heat, right? And then yeah. eventually we, we, we learned to love Cena, but Cena was the beginning of the end. I mean, this is why WWE is where it's at. It started with Cena was on top for forever, and it was fucking corny. This here's, rap shit is corny. Here's the problem. If you debut a gimmick and a person parodying your gimmick is already better at your gimmick in the first yep. night, you're fucked. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, why would you ha- even have Kazarian yeah. do it this early? Like, let and- them have the best, you know, rhymes possible and all that shit for a couple weeks. And then you could have someone go back and forth, but you already made them look jumpy. Well, and and yeah. you know, he, he pulled Frank. up a CD because you know CD Christopher Daniels, and he was saying that he was old. But that gimmick feels so old that when he held the CD there, it's just like, yeah, th- it, this is all of the same time. It made me. Why think are you wearing headphones time. like that? Yeah, maybe that they sat there with like Photoshop and they did this and then printed it and then bought a CD. Like you have too much fucking time on your hands. For to did, make a, a Gallagher did. prop, and Dude. it it highlights how great Top Flight is in the little bit of time they've been given, and how memorable they are versus the acclaim, which feels like a dated gimmick that's kind of embarrassing. Top Flight rules. Also, also, uh, like just just a continuity issue, which I I loved with the whole Phoenix Kenny thing. That that that's like excellent continuity. That that like they're they're plugging in holes, you know. But um, oh shit! What were we just talking about? Come on, don't let me lose it. We're, who, we're who talking, are we talking about the acclaimed about? in uh, top, flight. top flight. Oh, so so the friggin' uh and 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 Helico and goddamn uh Jack Evans. Yes, they have to beat the Bucks to get a title shot, but the acclaimed just get one because they rapped at them. It's well, ass. Well, it they beat SCU by clearly cheating right in front of the Bucks, and the yeah, Bucks are like, no yeah, good. that you deserve a tag title shot for that. I mean, this is the problem with this show is like you said, Robert, like 
no one no one the agents don't talk to each other there's like three or four pull-aparts every episode because there isn't that continuity you know i like like the whole thing with cody and taz and all of that we never saw him train his son right we never saw cody and hook on television but taz was upset about it and then the next week his son just comes out it's like am i missing something like it just feels like they expect you to know all this stuff and even people yeah, who would, watch, yeah that, that that's something that should have been shot for sure yeah, and then, even the people that watch dark and being the elite which you should not have to do to enjoy dynamite like there's still plot holes even if you watch all of that it's like just wrestling should be simple top flight kicks mjf and jericho now they're wrestling next week that makes sense yeah <laughs> The Omega Frankie and Janela just... match also, that was definitely rushed. I mean, did did you notice the the barbed wire uh, broom that they accidentally revealed? And then I guess it ended up not being used because of whether time or because well, they had to use it next uh, week. Or... They had to make room for that 25-minute Evil East match that came beforehand. Nice. Jesus Christ. But, you know, hey, no hey, mention hey, hey, of wait, TNA, which just... I I guess is part of the deal or something. I don't even know. There's no Dan, mention of Dan, that, don't you shit on the rise of Red Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie Kazarian, didn't it remind you when he rapped, it reminds you like when I, when I like a cop knows how to play a basketball, like it had that <laughs> sort of vibe where you're just like, this is. It, it should, uh, look, the hottest yeah, no, feud I, they I, have is, is Don Callis and Tony Schiavone, which obviously they're going to pay off in a tuxedo match. Uh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> And that's going to oh, wipe man. the floor with NXT. Uh, NXT was head and John shoulders. Is... Looking at it now, was head and shoulders better. Yeah, no, I agree. I think NXT was better this week. It, it but I, I still, it. I watch both. I still find AEW more entertaining. Oh, yes. You can't predict the lows. And the lows are uniquely their own lows. <laughs> and the highs are nothing you can replicate. Like, NXT is a formula. Yeah. They have, they bought a bunch of I mean, guys. I, that they I think could... it's more than that, man. I think that they just got their, I really think that they, they got asked to headline after somebody bombed headlining for three hours right before they got up. That's what it felt like, you know, with NXT. NXT had such an impossible task this week after Raw. Like I thought I can't point to one NXT segment and be like, that was for sure ass. Like there are things that happened that I didn't like, but I, I, there wasn't anything like, you know, the acclaimed. I think the size of Shotzi's tank is a little ass. It looks like uh, power wheels. It, it is it is goofy, and there's nothing intimidating about going, coming out in a little vroom vroom tank. Mike, how dare you? That is, to, She's honoring a member of her family who served in some form of the military at some point, theoretically. Um, I thought it was like a therapy tank. You know how you have like a therapy dog? Like she has a therapy <laughs> power wheels or something. No, she bought it with all the money she uh, earned from selling pictures of her shit online. <laughs> That's a callback to a previous episode. Yeah, it's a callback. Look, being on top of a tank, great. Rusev entrance, one of the best ever. But being in a little tank like that, it just it was, it was a little. I kind of like I liked it when she used to run over Robert Stone. I thought that was fun. No, That's fun. You like any harm towards Jews. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to tune in my other podcast, go to no. Um, all right. So uh, we can all agree NXT was a little better. Yeah. We don't have to keep beating this fucking horse to the ground. Number uh, three, Vince sends Otis, AJ's bodyguard, 
Mace and Keith Lee to Fat Camp. (laughs) (laughs) This was uh, everybody. The Internet was uh, in an uproar this week because Keith Lee was sent with Otis, who has the rep of being uh, unsafe. And I guess AJ's bodyguard and Mace for being green. I'm not really sure what their uh, what their deal is and you know keith lee everybody's talking about how they're already ruining keith lee style getting getting rid of all his uh his uh you know high spot flair so he can just become another another big show for the we uh was this overreaction by the internet was it was this an underreaction uh does vince have a point we'll start out with mike well, this is part of why NXT doesn't matter and why it's an ineffective program in its existence because you can be invested in a guy like Keith Lee. They do everything right with him. You love him. You care about him. You like his music. And then he gets to the main roster and they take away the music, which was one of the things that made him great. Now they're taking away his moveset, which is another thing that makes him great, and he's in back and forth, 50-50 feuds that you don't give a shit about. So I think that the internet like really connected with Keith Lee because he's very personable, very likable. I think one of the best talents they've had in a long time, and now he's just another guy, and you're going to have him wrestle like just another big guy. So yeah, I think the internet's right. Scott, is the internet right? I think when you put it your way, like fat camp, I think it. I agree with it. I And I think in terms of reality, right, outside of the world of wrestling is wrestling and he's getting a paycheck. If he loses 10 pounds, I guess even 10 pounds, it's worth it, right? Just for his well-being. But um, that's true. Right. But I, I don't think it's a fat camp thing. I, I think he gets irritated with how Keith Lee wrestles, which is a bummer because he wrestles uh, in a really cool way that everybody likes. And yeah, it's like this farming system that existed before NXT. I mean, now NXT's purpose is just to be another show. There, there really is no, but it's, it, it just feels like what he does with the big guys is something he doesn't do with everybody else. And people don't point it out enough. I mean, he really, he treats the big guys like it's the 80s. And it's like that's why there hasn't been a good big guy <laughs> since the 80s. Taker and Kane, I mean, that's it, right? Every other big guy has been like a failure. Well, I mean, if you would, do you want to consider Brock a big guy? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I want to consider Brock a big, yeah, 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 yeah I guess. I mean, yeah. more so in this 2012 return because that's just the business changing that Mm -hmm. there were a lot more big guys when he started in the early 2000s but yeah i i I would consider brock a a big guy but but the thing too is that with the amount of television and content and pay-per-views the big guys gotta lose eventually so if you push the big guy as unstoppable which they love to do once they're stopped they just don't matter as much they should just return as a heel stable, just just a group of angry fat guys. <laughs> I, I think that the uh, the internet's overreacted here a little bit. They they sent them down because Vince saw something that that tweaked him, that irked him, whatever it is, 
And that gives him one of two options. Either he cuts bait on you immediately and you wind up becoming, you know, dancing uh, the, the Funkasaurus, or he actually says, you know what, let's fix this and do it how I want because I see something in them. And he likes big guys. You can't teach height. I, you know, I, I, I remember when Kali came out, I'm like, Kali makes sense for Vince McMahon because there's 30 guys who are incredibly talented, but they're short. You wouldn't notice them in an airport. If you saw great Kali when you were flipping through the channels as a regular person, they would stop and be like, what the fuck is that? So he cares about these big guys. His understanding of why Keith Lee is, is successful is totally off base. He's, he's Mr. Burns with the softball team telling Don Mattingly to cut his sideburns. Vince doesn't know why Keith Lee was over because Vince isn't paying attention to NXT. He just knows it's on. Um, so he saw something that Keith Lee did that he's like, God damn it, this isn't what I want him to do. And Keith Lee, to his credit, is like, I will go and, and do this. And when these guys were on the road, when you weren't at the perform at the, the Thunderdome or whatever it is, and they get to the building, there are guys who go into the ring who are working with other wrestlers to improve certain aspects of what they do. I, I remember years ago having to watch New Day um, do their entrance for Vince like 25 times in a row because there was something that they were doing that was pissing him off when they were coming. This is earlier when they were coming out with the clapping and, and all of this. Um, it happened to have been at the arena that I was working at and I, I was watching this and I felt terrible for them. But once they went through it 25 times, like, all right, good, you're doing what I want. And he moves on. If Keith Lee has the right attitude and he's like, great, I'll go and I'll do this and I'll learn whatever the fuck you want. And you want me to not do leaps. I won't do leaps. And that's going to advance his career. If he wants to put his foot in the, on the ground and be like, no, he's going to wind up in AEW in a year. I could be good for him to wind up in AEW. I mean, that's probably what he should do. Right? No, I think he's going to have a big match at Mania. I think he's turning heel. I think this will be part of it, which is kind of a fail because we're going to agree with him. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually think he's going to have like a big 2021. I, I, there's no way that Vince hates him. There's no way. No, he's he's too charismatic. Exactly, and so he's gonna be fucking big and charismatic, especially Number with four, the, with the low ratings of Raw and, and the the even though you know their low is still not AEW's highest high. AEW, you know, there, there's almost a crossover there, right? AEW, yeah, they're they're Raw inching up last on week each other. and like demos and shit, and so it's like Vince is gonna he he's not gonna want to fucking mess up somebody. Can, I don't know. Can can they teach Adam Cole how to wrestle like a chopper? <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Raw ratings plummet. Uh this was uh this was this was this wasn't uh, this is the lowest. Is that Dan? Dan's gone? Yeah, uh, Dan's frozen. Yeah. Well, uh, I know what he would have said. <laughs> it was uh, it was Raw's no, lowest. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there yeah, we go. Uh, he's back. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, lowest uh, Raw rating of all time. What did you guys think? Who first off did everyone here watch Raw, or was it just I did, me, I did watch Robert? Raw. Did you, 
You watched it. Yeah. Is this, do you think this was any worse than the last couple of weeks? Like I don't, I didn't see it was any worse. I really don't think it was any worse than the last couple of weeks. I think that they went up against like the best football game of the year, which like that, that Cleveland Baltimore game was phenomenal. There hasn't been a Monday night football game like that in years. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna, you know, I think it could be the new normal, unfortunately, if they, they really start switching stuff up three hours is just a lot of time, man. It's a lot of time to fill. That's not what it is though. Three hours. Isn't that much time. I mean, people binge watch shows and they go, I wish there was more of that show. Like it's people like watching shit that they like and, and goddamn people would love to, to be whisked away for three hours every Monday night and not have to live in, you know, whatever they're dealing with right now. It's like, no, this show stinks. Even if it was two hours, it would stink. And if it was one hour, it would stink, but we'd laugh about it. So we'd watch it, you know? And like, and like, this is, this is painful to get through. The show is really not good. And I'm just like, I kind of want Vince to just come out and say, Hey, this is for toddlers. Now this is for just so we can like get a context to it. So I could know what mood I need to be in when I watch it. Scott, if if a show has multiple hide and seek segments, that's what they're telling you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is really for, I mean, this is for kids who shouldn't be awake at this time. Yeah, this is like when what when, you, when people talk about show, Mike. I yeah, so I ended up I I wasn't able to sleep last night, so I watched it and then was able to sleep. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I on Monday I put on Raw because I was like, oh, I'll watch a little bit of Raw. You guys text, you're like, oh, we, you know, we'll talk about it. And it was AJ versus Sheamus. And I'm like, I feel like I've seen this match a bajillion times. And it may have even been the first time, but it was just like, it just feels the same. And, and I turned it off. And then I watched some of the segments this morning. I mean, the Lana stuff is just very uncomfortable. That's not a way to make a baby face. I just feel bad, but not sympathetically. I just feel bad. Like, I feel bad for myself watching it, <laughs> you know? um the morrison is true it's just a lot of embarrassing stuff in a row i agree three hours is too much and and also tlc is a throwaway show like let these guys have a break between thanksgiving and you know the beginning of january for rumble season it's just i think that's why it's plummeting too like asking people to watch 52 weeks in a row is a lot yeah, Robert, you when's the last time you've missed a raw, Robert? It's been a while. Um I, I it's uh it's funny because this Sunday will be 10 years that I've been doing the account. So I've I've watched just about every raw uh at least for the last 10 years. Um it's been force of habit for, for my entire life, but for the longest time before doing it, I would just you know, uh, use a VCR and record the show when I was younger or DVR it later in life. The biggest problem with Raw this week was if you looked at the ratings, people didn't tune out over the course of the show and be like, this show sucks. They just didn't tune in at all. And the biggest problem with Raw was for a three hour show, you could summarize it in 40 seconds and say everything that happened and you wouldn't have missed a thing. You could have read the preview for Raw beforehand, which was 
you know, the, the night before Christmas with Miz. Okay, that's a skippable segment where they just talk. AJ versus Sheamus. AJ has to win to build the thing. Who gives a fuck? There's going to be a confrontation with AJ and Drew, which is going to end in physicality. And then that was the show. Oh, and then uh, uh, there was going to be the Firefly Funhouse wandering around Thunderdome, which who gives a fuck? The only thing that mattered was Randy Orton putting Bray into a box to light him on fire, which you could have seen the clip of the next day if you really cared. There was interesting little interpersonal things that they did on the show, like Riddle interacting with Bray Wyatt was surprisingly kind of endearing. Riddle overall has been surprisingly endearing when he can be annoying as fuck um, on TV. Yeah, no, I, I liked him, yeah. He's, he's been he's been great. I think the problem with the show is you don't need, there's no urgency to need to watch. And the fear is Vince is now going to go the complete opposite because he always overreacts. And now it's going to be like, all right, what stars of the past can I call to bring them here? Because that's my panic mode rather than have faith in, in your talent and give them something compelling to do. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of running. Uh, he's running out of tricks, but... Uh, a uh, congratulations to J- Jackson Riker. He's back <laughs> <laughs> just in time for the Rumble, baby. It is Mania going to be season. A white <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought QAnon had bigger numbers than this, that they would have drawn some eyeballs. So, where are you guys? <laughs> he, uh, I mean, like, yeah, dude, like, just don't have him. Like, I'm actually fine. Like, in a normal circumstance, I'm like, all right, he looks cool. He looks intimidating. But if, like, you just get accused of being alt-right, don't have him beat up fucking... Grand Metalik and Tazawa. Yeah. yeah. Grand Metalik, Tazawa, Drew Gulak. So he went after the Asian guy, the Latino guy, and the Jew in a segment <laughs> that also featured R-Truth. And I was like, this is just... <laughs> like, this got uncomfortable in a in a hurry. Um Maybe, Maybe Vince, they... that's what Vince is like. No, it's just, it's Black Lives Matter. It's not the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hurt truth. <laughs> Poor Elias. Yeah, man, you cannot be thrilled about that if you're Elias. Yeah, I just say every Elias promo feels like it's going to go somewhere that it never does. Like you, you're waiting for it to build to something. Like even the song is gonna be more of a song, and it's always just disappointing. Like say what you want about the acclaimed, at least they fucking went for it. Like Elias half asses it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's I I I, yeah. I I think that's the problem with kind of everybody. Maybe it's COVID. I I, I mean I. Are, are, is nobody emphasizing COVID enough? Like, are we all kind of just being cruel this year? And, and that's also to say that the amazing things we saw this year, maybe they would be even more amazing. But like, I think you're right. There's yeah, another I mean, ratings issue, which is like, yeah, dude, wrestling doesn't look like wrestling right now. And it's, it's kind weird. of weird. And like, it feels like an awful future that nobody wants to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to a point, Scott. I would say through the summer, yes, but this is the normal now. Now we are living in precedented times. They this tell is, us, they say the fans are the most important. Maybe they're but, right. But it's like every reality show is doing this. I watch The Voice. There's no crowd there. The mass Singer. It's like, they're just, this is what we have to do right now. You, I, I agree with you to an extent, 
Well, a lot but of sports. It doesn't explain the bad product. Yeah, but 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 the voice doesn't rely on holy shit chance. You yeah, know? Ba- the basketball playoffs this year compared to last year. I mean, they were like cut in half. Like so, in in certain in certain situations, like Monday night fo- like football's done pretty good, but like baseball, hockey, and basketball and wrestling all got fucking killed this year. UFC and NFL did okay, but everybody else got killed. So that point, what kind of pisses me off is the, if all they're caring about now, if all they have to measure are ratings, and even Raw with the lowest rating ever, they're still doing pretty okay. USA Network's not like, oh shit, we got to cancel this show. They're thrilled to be getting eyeballs on this. But because you're not selling tickets, this is the time for them to experiment. This is the time for them to try different things because you don't need to worry about selling out an arena to not make it look like absolute shit. So this is where they should be loosening the reins a little bit and seeing what can we try and do? Because the WWE is trying interesting things. The problem is they're trying it in small doses, either with, with Roman Reigns, which has been interesting, or they've been trying in areas where people don't watch. Paul Heyman twice on Talking Smack, the Kevin Owens segment and the Big E segment got those guys over better than anything WWE has done with either one of them in at least three years. But the problem is not enough people saw that because how many people are realistically watching Talking Smack? But when you get to Raw and SmackDown, those were fantastic. And everything else is just like paint by numbers. Oh, and SmackDown's on FS1 this week. Yeah, it's going to get its its ass kicked this week. And I, I do think that there's an element too where it's christmas time and it's just nobody gives a shit about wrestling during christmas anymore yeah next week no one's really gonna watch it i mean i'm ex- I, I am excited for that new year's show with uh omega phoenix that'll be cool to see that match but i'm not expecting anything from anyone next week uh i wonder if they're gonna pull the trigger on something big like on raw you know how they panic and then they try to do something interesting I wonder if they'll wait till after the holidays because they know they're going to get a shit rating no matter what, or if that really scared them this week. Did they did they tape uh, next week's Dynamite last night? Hopefully tonight. I think they're taping. Yeah, they'll okay. tape that tonight. Yeah. So they're not going to have to wrestle because that's good. I mean, I think that's part of explains why we got the Dynamite we did last night and why we might this week. Like a lot of the like kind of meandering tag matches guys get hurt less in tags and shit like that i'd imagine yeah yeah there's that and also i mean they did push a lot of new storylines last night it's just i don't think we're very interested in them you know like the christopher daniels situation clearly he's gonna you know be wanting to prove himself and it's like okay i just i don't know I'm, i'm more excited about this omega impact thing that you're not mentioning for some reason, uh, and Sting, which you gave us 10 seconds of. Well, speaking of hot new angles, number five, where do you think Knights of the Lone Wolf will rank amongst wrestling stables, guys? Scott, we'll start with you. Uh, something, 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 joke about uh, they belong in the Knights of Columbus, huh? Yay. Uh, yeah, no, dude, they don't rank. They're the worst. They didn't even give them outfits. They just zipped up hoodies. 
<laughs> I think if, I, if you told someone there was a group called the Knights of the Lone Wolf, they would think it was a bunch of white supremacists that look like us. <laughs> it is not. It's not a great name. Well, it is Baron Corbin. I mean, they're not. They're not far off. Hey, hey look. I will say this. I think T Bar would kill it with this gimmick. That's that's it though. He's the only guy. That I think it's more of a slapjack gimmick myself. Yeah. <laughs> this slapjack is like specifically bad though. I, I I wonder why they feel the need to be using these guys at all right now. It just feels like Baron Corbin is like hanging around with the two guys that defend Baron Corbin on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What do Robert. you do with Corbin? I mean, obviously you, I think we would all say just really get him off TV. Right. Um, We've been saying that for years. The problem is he's not not bad enough to legitimately be done with him because he he has improved for him. Uh, He's he's got height. He's got some degree of of a character that exists. He's he's great for house shows to beat him for mid-card matches. That's why he exists. The, the Knights of the Lone Wolf is not even the most interesting stable these guys were in this year. Like, that's how fucking abominable <laughs> this is. I'm, I'm convinced they're going to try to convince, they're going to try to uh, kidnap the governor of, of Michigan at some point. Like, that's the payoff <laughs> for this. But it's, they need to give Corbin something because anytime somebody gets a king gimmick, it winds up being the, the death of them outside of Booker T. They gave it to Wade Barrett, it didn't do anything. They're giving it to, to Corbin here. He needs guys. They, they they need some kind of a stable. And then they're going to wind up feuding with Rey Mysterio and Dominic and uh, Murphy Mysterio. And it's going to be uh, a thing for seven weeks. It's just like, this is the guy they had end Kurt Angle's career. You know, I mean, what the fuck? Come on. Very, very confusing. If you want him to feel more like late nineties Billy Gunn, just make him king of the oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Knights of the Lone Wolf. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be around for that much longer. Uh, oh no, six. no, 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 no! That's the thing. But uh, a thing like Knights of the Lone Wolf, like you don't. It's it could end in two weeks, and in ten years, we'll be like, is it still happening? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's not going to be that. It like exists somewhere, not in time. There's so many things like that how where I go, you, oh, Shinsuke and you, Cesaro. That's been 25 yeah. years or two weeks. <laughs> oh, Sheamus is alive. Like those two yeah, guys, those those two guys who are in uh, Knights of Corbin's table or what Knights of the One Wolf. Um, they must have had such a like, fucking range of emotions that day because first they got the call they're like hey guys good news you're no longer with Jackson Riker they're like yes finally thank <laughs> god we're not with that racist piece of shit anymore and then they're like okay you're going to be uh, with Baron Corbin in a new stable called Knights of the Lone Wolf and they're like so is that racist piece of shit still busy or <laughs> can get back with Jackson Riker please that seems like that would be less painful than this <laughs> number six scott's new japan corner scott let us know what's going on all right this- fools so last friday i'm gonna run down all the winners of these tournaments because last weekend there was a bunch of new japan tournaments uh best of the super juniors winner was hiromo takahashi uh super jacob winner was el fantasmo and the world tag league winners were the gorillas of destiny um 
Last week, Tokyo Sports uh, voted Naito the pro wrestling MVP of the year. Uh, Okada versus Naito got match of the year, which uh, we even, I mean, nobody here watches it that much, but we all know it was Okada versus Ibushi the night before. Yeah, that was the way. Yeah, it just seems like they just give, it almost seems like corporate awards. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, this Monday and Tuesday, we have Road to Tokyo Dome shows, but again, they're just like a bunch of tag matches that don't really matter. And I mean, we pretty much have the Tokyo Dome shows, like the lineups announced. Uh, it's Takahashi versus El Fantasmo the first night. The winner of that fights um, freaking uh, what uh, Taiji Shimori for the title the next night. Uh, Great Okan versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Dangerous Jesus. Techers versus God, Okada versus Osprey, and the main event of Abushi Naito. That's the first night. Then the second night, it's Evil versus Sonata, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo, Jay White versus uh, whoever wins the Naito Abushi match the night before. I mean, this lineup isn't that exciting. There's like three matches that I'm like, oh, Kata oh, Osprey awesome. is going to be incredible, though. Kata Osprey will be really great to watch. But again, dude, these crowds aren't allowed to make noise. They can only clap. It's like only clapping crowds, and they actually adhere to it. You know, it's not like they cut to the crowd and somebody has their mask down. Like they, they don't really fuck around. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But I'm. I'm Man, it's just there's so much shit to watch now. I gotta watch fucking wrestle kingdom i gotta watch i guess i gotta watch the new hard to kill pay-per-view so much shit yeah which i mean dude i mean that's how bad by the way tna is doing with this angle which i'm kind of bummed out about is it's not even on the on the list and that was a huge angle i mean the omega and doc gallows and carl anderson got together and uh just ratings just cratered from last week yeah, well, I think because people realized, oh, we don't have to sit through this. We could just watch the clip immediately after because someone's going to post it on Twitter and he's only going to be on it for 45 seconds. Uh, I think it'll sell pay-per-views. I mean, I think that's a kind of cool match. A- and you know what? It's smart. So, Robert, you know what the match is, right? Do you even know what match is happening in TNA? This is uh, it's the Good Brothers and uh, Omega, Omega against Swan and Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I like about this, before it just being an Omega and Swan match, is people who do tune in specifically for Omega, which, I mean, it happened at AAA. A lot of people watched it because of Omega. So it's going to happen. Instead of just seeing Omega wrestle Swan, you're going to see him in the ring with, what, four or five other guys. You know, he's going to get to wrestle Saban. He's going to get to wrestle Alex Shelley. So now you're interested in the product and not just one guy, hopefully. That's the idea. Will it work? Probably not. Yeah, but the challenge is, you know, there's no chance in hell that Kenny Omega is going to lose. Uh, Not against so, Swan, no, no. So it's kind of like, all right, it, it's a it's a one match thing that if you really wanted to go seek it out elsewhere, you could find it. I don't know that it's necessarily worth somebody going to go pay their money for a six man tag, which it'll probably be a, a, a good six man tag. And we love Doc Gallows, former former guest on the show. But is that enough? I don't know how much the pay-per-view costs. But uh, I think they're I think they're cheap enough. Uh, but yeah, th- this is a, a storyline. Forty dollars. It's forty. $40? I checked it out. Forty bucks. Forty bucks. What are they insane? Oh man. Yeah. Hard well, to kill. I'll be watching well, it that night, but I will not. You know. It's, it's, you know. it's like they're like hard to kill. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It'll right, be a great get, match, though, I'm sure. Continue. Sorry. Let's get to the TLC predictions. Uh, good time to mention we will be uh, discussing TLC on Patreon this Which week. Which costs $40 to join our Patreon now, <laughs> since apparently money means nothing to wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's kind of criminal they're charging that much. But, you know, the boys get a payday. Who gives a shit? All right, time for TLC. The TLC, your TLC predictions, guys. This is, without a doubt, the most important event in WWE in the month of December. Raw Tag Team Championships, the New Day versus the Hurt Business. I, I, I'm just going to say the Hurt Business. That's who I want to win. At this point, it's like you should just use the New Day to make new champions, right? I mean, they've they've had it so many times. Uh, and they're they're made as a tag. You can't get any more made than the New Day. Um, but you know, I hope it's the Hurt Business. But because of that, it's gonna be it's gonna be New Day. I I, I think that uh, Mike, I I love the Hurt Business. I think they've been one of the only like bright spots of Raw. It's it's a fun group. MVP MVP is genuinely great. Like he's having a lot of fun. I what I want to know, Robert, as someone who worked there. Did Vince pitch for them to pour milk on a guy or did someone pitch that to Vince to keep their job? Oh, somebody definitely pitched that to Vince of like, you know, it'd be hilarious <laughs> if we pour, if we pour milk on that scrawny guy who didn't shave because Vince hates beards and he's like, God damn, that's fantastic. Now, do you think the, the person that pitched it was the scrawny guy himself? No, I think that I think the scrawny guy was was definitely a local indie guy that they that they grabbed. I yeah. think the, the best part of pouring the milk was most of it wound up on Lashley. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. On that beautiful suit, so, so uh, he he uh, he played himself. I I I, 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 uh, I I think her business is going to win this. I I think Big E. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Big E. Uh, obviously, we want him to have this like successful singles career. Um, and Heyman spoke to him last week on Talking Smack, and it was amazing. So I think Vince is going to reunite the New Day fairly quickly. And I think, <laughs> I think at I the think, Rumble, the, the her yes, business is going to her business and New Day staring, yeah, staring at each other from across two, the ring. And then, yep. yeah, yep. And the crowd will, you know, look like us on Zoom right now. <laughs> yeah, and then Triple H comes in and eliminates them all. All right. <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm going to go get Grant. It's I think it's going to be New Day. I think the story they're setting up is that Cedric's kind of being a show off and that's going to wind up costing a bit. Not to mention, because I just had to look it up. There are like no tag teams on Raw and the only tag teams that theoretically exist are all heels. So you have Retribution who are heels. You have now Elias and uh, Jackson, the Fuhrer Riker. Um, so New Day have people to feud with. New Day just showed up on Raw. They they can't keep, lose once they lose the titles. What else are they gonna fucking do? The New Day, uh, the Hurt Business can find other stuff to do. Not to mention Miz and Morrison can go after New Day as a secondary story to to propel them going forward pursuing the titles. So I think there's way more avenues for New Day than there really is for the Hurt Business. What if, what if they're like treating Raw like kind of like Vince's? Vince's hospital room or something or like <laughs> like where they're just like you know what let's just make this a place where he can die in peace and everything's perfect and tag team wrestling doesn't exist and and <laughs> it's, 
like, it's like Magnolia and, and yeah. Pritch, Pritchard is Philip Seymour Hoffman and yeah, Vince sure. is Jason Robards. <laughs> yeah, let him die thinking this is what Cruise. wrestling is. You know? Oh, dude, if ever there's a top cruise, it's Tony Khan. <laughs> if ever there's a top you, cruise, could you imagine? Khan. Did you did you hear the tirade that, that Tom Cruise did on his, on the crew? I did. I haven't I haven't heard the context, but what he was getting pissed off they weren't socially distancing. What, yeah, what they happened? were standing too close to each other. Could you um, but I'm just saying, could you imagine Tony Khan having a rant? Guys! Guys! Guys, guys you're, <laughs> guys, you're ruining it before the pizza comes. <laughs> it'd be right. hard it'd be hard to hear him in the hoodie that he's wearing and the whoosh of his uh his pants. Yeah, I've never Women's seen him team. In, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. Women's Tag Team Championship, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and a to-be-determined after Lana uh, was uh, injured uh, either by shoot or kayfabe. I'm pretty sure it was kayfabe. But, uh, and uh, people were speculating that it's going to be Charlotte Flair. If that's the case, of course Asuka and Charlotte Flair are going to win because Vince doesn't give a shit about tag team titles. Mike? I mean, I feel like Lana's gonna like wheel out there and still be in the match. Like, it's just I I just don't know what they're what story they're telling because like she beat Nia on Monday after being thrown through a table like nine years in a row. It should have been this big moment and it wasn't. It was just like an angle to set up this tag match that she. It felt like angle. they were trying to finish the angle to write her off. What if this has all been trying to write Lana off TV because? But but it's because Vince found out she was pregnant a few months ago. So she's like, oh, I'll just go like everybody else does. He's like, no, we're going to have to put you through a few few tables before you leave. Is, is she pregnant? <laughs> no, they wouldn't let her get oh. physical. Oh, yeah. That was the bit I was attempting. Oh, God just, damn it. Dude, the whole, the whole point of that bit was then like Miro just tweeted a photo of her doing it and be like, I taught her this move last night. And they were 69ing. Yeah, you know, was... you know, Miro wears a Gucci condom. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton in a Firefly Funhouse Inferno match. My goodness! So I'll, I'll jump uh, on this one since I got I got passed over on the last one. Um, all right. Well, what was your prediction, Robert? Oh, I don't. Care. I got to get to everybody, does Robert. Anybody give a job? Does anybody give a fuck? <laughs> it's it's the the women will win. Um. <laughs> this one is obviously if it's an inferno match it means that that the fiend's going to get lit on fire for some kind of cool imagery uh to continue this going forward because you can't pin bray wyatt you can't make him submit when he's the fiend this is the only way that they can get something done the only way this would be cool is if they have some sort of flame retardant outfit for alexa to be lit on fire in some way shape or form um because they're going for the the visual and that's it otherwise you can't light randy orton on fire he he wrestles in trunks uh, that's you know, but I'm using logic. I'm sorry, I gotta say. Oh, yeah, let me Re tell you something. Retarded is, is also gonna... Scott's one-word review. I was match. just gonna say. I was just gonna do. I'm like sitting here biting my tongue, like man, I got a joke about this flame retardant. Oh, that, I was I was just setting up Dan to see if much. he was gonna no, because I wanted to see if Dan was gonna break his policy if we're not using those terms anymore, just to just to poke the bear. Dude, this match is gonna be bad, and that's a problem because. What, 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 one, when you announce a thing like this, it's supposed to be on the show and it's supposed to be a shocking moment. Oh my 
darkness and inferno firefly but it's so stupid that it's just like they just send it out as a tweet because they know it's ineffective and it's going to be stupid and we're all going to laugh about it this is a thing for us to all laugh about it's part of it it's like i think they know that more people will tune in to laugh at how bad a thing is than actually take the fiend seriously the fiend sucks guys mike uh do you share Mike? What? Yeah, Mike. What's your opinion on the fiend? I it, I, it goes back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I like the okay. I like his performance. I think he does a great job with the character. Firefly Funhouse is great. I feel like it would work better as a storyline with a beginning, middle, and end than just this character where he's in these matches that all end up feeling the same. It's just kind of repetitive. The fact that. Scott probably accurately already predicted what the match is going to be isn't good. Um, I, I mean, I like Bray. I think, yeah, I think the guy's talented. I'm just kind of bored with this. And I know that Randy has probably had the, the pandemic has probably helped Randy more than anyone of not having crowds there. But um, I just, this is just a, it's a boring feud. They had like what the fun house thing a few years ago, these two house of horrors or some dumb shit. Yeah. Like, that was the house of horrors or it just feels you know, stale. The, like, why are they fighting? Did they say what, what this match is though? I mean, what is it? Did they say what I'm it's sure it's an like? inferno match, right? It's a firefly but, inferno match. So what does that mean? Probably There's cinematic. I don't know. Hopefully the worms come back from WrestleMania 33. I think it'll be a cinematic thing with fire. Well, they better hop on Santa's sleigh then and fly somewhere cool. I want to see some cool Christmas stuff happen. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, that would actually be, that would be a blast if like it was from Santa's sleigh. Scott, yeah, you yeah. actually had a great idea for how this match should end. What was it? Yeah, so, so my pitch for the ending is Randy Orton finally thinks he defeated the fiend you know after this hellacious year that really we've all been through as americans right and then he walks outside outside of the thunderdome or whatever we're calling it now and he's breathing and panting and he looks up and it starts snowing and he smiles and winter is here you know but it's a good thing it's a relief and it's nice and we finally defeated the fiend and then we pan out and randy orton is inside of a snow globe <laughs> <laughs> and the fiend grabs the snow globe and shakes it. Did you just book tune... Saint elsewhere? Yeah, and then we have to tune into Raw to see, you know, if, if Randy got out of the the blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> if Randy got out. Oh man! Also, and then he oh. drops it and he says "shyster," and that's his last word. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you remember like a couple months ago when Orton like? called Bray Wyatt out for having that really expensive match in WrestleMania and it's sucking. Like, I just know that in like a week, this is why I love this feud because in two weeks or whenever this feud is done, Randy's going to have a great tweet about it in the future. Oh, this is going to be, I'm, I'm looking forward to TLC just because when I wind up shitting on this match around 1230 in the morning, Randy's going to wind up liking at least one of these tweets. I can already feel it happening. And, you said and that, he's the most self-deprecating at all the wrestlers. He's very self-deprecating. Yeah. Anytime I, I really, if I really shit on him or something, he'll he'll like it. and He doesn't care. He's like, yeah, no, this is fucking terrible, and I will I will call it out. Like making fun of the uh, the night vision goggle assault on the legends. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! It's also you're not making fun of the guy. You're making fun of the 
dumb work he's being asked. Exactly. He gets it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. pointing out like, you know, you're a bad husband or something. Dude, what if, if it's cinematic, it's Randy Orton looking at the flames, uh, uh, you know, like around the ring, and then the fiend touches his back shoulder, and it flashes Randy Orton back to looking at the Yule Log as a child around Christmas time. <laughs> and Cowboy Bob Orton is beating his mom in front of the tree with his cat. <laughs> and the fiend has finally gotten or- Orton's weak, the true voices in his head that come to him. What if what if what if uh, Bray Bray shoves Bob Orton into the lake of reincarnation and he comes out with the hepatitis cured? <laughs> His arm is still broken. <laughs> well, I can't um, fix everything. Oh, you guys are killing me. All right, next up, Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Who do you got, Robert? I, I'm going to use the bathroom for that. <laughs> I, I, all I'm looking forward to for this is Corey Graves' commentary the entire time when he's trying to pretend like it's not the woman he's fucking and he doesn't want to get in trouble. Anytime <laughs> she's out there, it's this very delicate balance of he's like very respectful. He's, he's very, very respectful. he's very respectful. I don't. I, nobody wants to see this. There's no chance Sasha's going to lose this. Carmella character makes this is the same character they tried to give like Emmalina. And all these other things like Vince just thinks it's just like, I want a pretty girl sitting in the back with saxophone music for like five weeks in a row. And then we're going to drop the character. It's really bizarre. It's some weird fetish Vince has. This is the most normal fetish he would have, by the way, if if this is all it is. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say, uh, I think maybe Carmella just because it is a newer character, although I, I, I think it should be Sasha, but I mean, this feels like a match from four years ago. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I want Sasha Banks, but I, I actually do think Carmella will win with like a roll-up. If I cared oh, any yeah. less about this match, I'd say Big Swole's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, this... Uh... It's definitely a weird, it's a weird gimmick, this Carmella gimmick. I really don't even know what it is. Well, also, your name's Carmella. You only get to play one type of character, okay? And we all know what type of character that is. And if you're not acting like you're the most Italian, you're not doing your job. You have to change your name. And hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Carmen. How about she calls herself Carmen? <laughs> He's like, I'm a geologist. I just thought of the worst wrestling character ever. <laughs> WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Scott? Scott, did you get? Oh, sorry. You froze for a second. I wasn't oh, coming. sorry. Yeah, I think my my we, we just had a bad storm here. What's, what's, what's the match? Drew and AJ. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship in a TLC match. Ooh, with The Miz and Morrison interfering. Miz is going to yeah, cash in. Miz is going to not win. I don't know how Vince doesn't hate Miz at this point. I like the Miz. I feel bad for the Miz. But he's what him and Morrison are a part of the lowest rated segment. They opened up the show this week that nobody tuned into. Uh, if I know Vince, he, he should be punishing this guy, shouldn't he? No, because Miz is one of the best PR guys that they have one of the best spokespeople for the company outside of it, you know, like he's a guy my mom knows because of that USA show. And he's a dude that like 
gives the answers that Vince wants, and there aren't that many guys that are as good at it as Miz is, even if the segments aren't great. Oh, well, then then Miz cashes in and wins. <laughs> Robert, who do you got? They they can't take the title off Drew. They learned they learned that mistake the last time. They they need to get something going behind him, because uh, WrestleMania is like four months or three days away. Time is relative. Uh, AJ is is filler. This was supposed to be Braun and Drew, so they had no intention of taking the title off of Drew. They're using Miz and Morrison for some kind of intrigue, so that way. Uh, Drew can lay all of them out and then maybe a stare down with him and Sheamus and their sword. Mike, who do you got? I think this could actually be a great match. So I think this would probably be one of the things like I'd be excited to see. I mean, it's a throwaway pay-per-view. I think Drew will win, but I mean, if anyone can put on a good show with him in a TLC, it's AJ. I wish it was just a normal match. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see any of these guys hurt each other when, when it's in front of yeah. me. Uh, I mean, these guys can wrestle. Just let them wrestle. <laughs> Just let them wrestle. Yeah. Uh, but they're, uh, it's going to be Drew, and it's going to be a very good match. Uh, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, uh, TLC match. I mean, this is why I'm actually looking forward to the pay-per-view. This is a, feels like a big-time main event. It feels like it justifies the TLC because of their past history with one another. And I've got Roman. Scott? Yeah, of course, of course, Roman. Roman, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I think this pay-per-view is going to be fun to watch. I, I, and that's including the Fiend thing. I mean, I love laughing at that, and I'm going to love just actually enjoying this. Robert? I wish this was a live crowd because I think the opportunity to have Kevin Owens' wife and kids there and that uncomfortableness of Roman just being a, just absolutely fucking destroying Kevin Owens – and cutting to his wife pleading. I think that is the, that is the crux of the story here because the, the narrative, again, that, that Paul Heyman thing from, uh, from the Talking Smack was so good about, Kevin, this is your chance to, to step up and, and be somebody. And having that taken away from him is, is really interesting and compelling. Kevin Owens, is this is going to continue this trend for Roman Reigns of guys that the internet loves that Roman Reigns is going to destroy. It was Jey Uso. It's like, hey, we're giving him a chance. He's gotten slaughtered. Now it's Owens. You have Big E. You have Otis. You have Daniel Bryan. The The Roman Reigns heel run is going to be fantastic because of these people. So he absolutely needs to just annihilate Kevin Owens. Should be a great match. Should be a great match. Mike, you got Roman too? Yeah. I mean, it's the hottest thing in the company. It's exciting. It's like, I want to, yeah, we all want to see him at mania like it'd be fun to see this this version of the character in the rumble but he shouldn't be he's the champ um, yeah he's awesome and i think yeah i think you know it's like owens and aj are these you know they're veterans now they've they've both been in this company long enough that like they're reliable upper mid carters that can be in pay-per-views like this and really help uh, the champions so i think this, yeah i think it's you know, for yeah, like a pay per view that I'm not that excited about, these two matches I think could be great. I agree. Uh, Zach, you got Drew, or uh, that's a different match. You got Kevin <laughs> Owens, sorry, you got Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns, Zach. 
I think Marty Jannetty is going to take this one, right? I agree. <laughs> Number eight, rest in peace, Tiny Wister and Lars Sullivan's push. Guys, I had to really uh, kind of just combine a couple topics. There's a lot that happened this week. Uh, but yeah, Tiny Wister, it's uh, super sad. And uh, coincidentally, uh, Tiny Wister is also what Lars Sullivan thought every black person looked like. So um <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I guess Lars is done. So that's kind of a. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. What? what happened Wait, he's there? done. What? What happened there? Well, he just hasn't been spoken of in the last like couple weeks. They completely dropped the character. He had that thing with Jeff Hardy, and then just disappeared. I think he Vince was the- like, "Get that guy who says all the shitty stuff online back on TV," and they picked Jackson instead. <laughs> 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 Lars Sullivan is like you know the problem then he's the herpes of pro wrestling just when you think he's gone he's going to come back and he's going to main event Smackdown um, he's he's th- those weird awkward backstage interviews they did with him and, and Cole where he was talking about being bullied as a kid those were cringeworthy and terrible and I'm thrilled I'm more thrilled than anybody that Lars is off TV he isn't really uninteresting um, but Knowing Vince, he's big and he's weird looking. Vince will find a spot for him. Isn't his nickname the Creep? It's the Creep, it's right? The freak. I'm the Freak. The Freak. Oof. I'm a Freak. I'm a Freak. The Freak. That character should he should just wear the Fiend merch. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love to to tell a quick Tiny Lister story if I could. Yes, please. Yes, please. So, by the way, I, wait, before Mike tells the story. Uh, Zeus, what's a more iconic character, Zeus or Debo? It's For me, Debo. it's Debo. Debo, yes, come on. Debo Robert Debo. I mean, to me, yeah, yeah. as a childhood growing up, Zeus, but iconically, Debo is yeah, De- I mean, Debo, yeah, for sure. Yeah, tell us your Debo Tiny Wester story. Well, it, it ties Michael. into that. So I did, uh, I did a couple Iron Sheik roast, and I did one in LA at the comedy store a few years ago. Uh, Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belden was on it. Um, uh, Bagwell was on it, <laughs> just shirtless with a big hat. Uh, Gangrel, uh, Morrison, and and uh, Lister himself, and uh, he goes up like so. Basically, what they decided to do for half of the people on the show was they did like a speed roast thing for the first half, where it's like, okay, guys who only have like a minute or two, they'll just go up, they'll do a couple jokes, and then they'll just be a part of the dais. So uh, Lister was in that category and he, he goes up and he starts like bombing and then he's like, Debo stole your bicycle and it got this big pop. <laughs> but then he started like rambling again and bombing and then he said the Debo stole your bicycle thing a second time and it didn't get what he wanted and he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I really, it was yeah I, I remember my favorite joke on him was uh he has an eye for talent and the other one just kind of lays there <laughs> <laughs> that's great he was fucking great though man great in the dark night he was awesome in that movie. he he helped save the fairy and uh fifth element yeah yes i was so shocked when i when i heard he died i was like sad my wife's like oh the president from the fifth element i just looked at her and i was like i just fell in love with you all over again <laughs> <laughs> uh all right number nine let's check in with robert for another segment of creative has nothing for you Ooh. robert was there 
uh, for uh, Eddie Guerrero's final feud, the Eddie uh, Batista feud, which uh, did headline a pay-per-view, No Mercy 2005. Uh, was this a fun one to work on, Robert? This was a blast to work on, and it's unfortunate that that it never got paid off in full. Um, the, the, yeah, where the was reason- it supposed to go? I mean, it was supposed to, the thing is, this is where it could have pivoted in a couple of different ways. The idea behind this was Batista's on SmackDown. He's established as, as the guy on SmackDown, but the whole goal was to not get the crowd to turn on him and shit on him. And what made him successful in his feud with Triple H was he was Bugs Bunny and he was in on everything a step or two ahead and nobody could pull something over on him. So when you put him in there with Eddie Guerrero, who's, at this point, the, the dastardly evil heel, the whole idea is like Batista's winking at the crowd like, I know he's a piece of shit and everything he's saying is a lie, so I'm always going to be one step ahead of him. And Eddie played that babyface role so well where it was on so many different levels the way that it was working, where Eddie was clearly a heel behaving like a babyface and the audience was playing along with it, knowing full well he's a dastardly heel, but it's fun to cheer for him in the end. Daffy intro. Duck. He was Daffy Duck. He was he was Daffy Duck. And the and the the No Mercy match was supposed to set up uh, Eddie finally going full heel again because the the finish of it was Batista wins clean. Eddie has the opportunity to cheat. Everyone's expecting him to cheat. He doesn't do it. I was surprised because he beats him with a spinebuster and not with a uh, Batista bomb. Right. Well, that was to say, that was to save the 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 ultimate finish it was like wow he beat him with this when eddie had all these opportunities to cheat and win and he didn't and we would pitch all these kind of really just fun little things of eddie passive aggressively doing things that seemed like they were going to be helpful for batista but were really harmful uh some of them went over vince's head one that i I remember pitching was and i just blatantly rip off from the simpsons because that's he doesn't know what the fuck the simpsons are uh there was the the thing where homer was accused of uh sexual harassment and they cut the the, interview with him where clearly he was asked different questions and they re-edited it so the idea was that eddie was going to set batista up with an interview for local tv but it was really a guy that that eddie had and he was going to change the answers to make it so it's like when batista's like oh you know they're awful he's talking about you know al-qaeda and he's like what do you think of the wwe fans oh they're awful and he's trying to turn the audience against them it's kind of that thing and vince didn't get it and then years later wwe did that exact idea for another storyline i was like well i i I, they owe me a check for like eight dollars um ultimately what was going to happen was eddie was going to was going to turn full heel he was going to get fed up with it and he was going to abandon this plot and still uh, get his comeuppance. But because he was getting over so much as a baby face, there was the possibility of just, all right, we cut the heel story and we just go forward with Eddie as a full-fledged baby face. And what was kind of nice and poetic was his last match was against Mr. Kennedy, who was a heel. And Eddie, even though he was the heel, was working as a baby face. So there's something kind of nice that his last match that he had he was still getting cheered by the audience, even though he was supposed to be the heel and everybody was in on it. And then the reason why I wanted to highlight this story of this storyline was because this speaks to an audience can understand a more complicated story than what they're told. And WWE tried that a little bit with Drew McIntyre earlier this year of telling a, a story of a babyface who is one step ahead. And then they just kind of cut bait and made him stupid again because they have no faith in their, in their fans when the audience is a hell of a lot smarter and when you insult their intelligence, 
which was a lot of what you got on Raw, they tune out. And this was a, a, a fun storyline to work on, and it was something that would have helped them. And ultimately with Batista, rather than continue down this path, they turned it into he's a generic baby face. He's a big, strong guy, and he's going to go face Mark Henry and Kali and be fairly uninteresting for a long time. Yeah. It was... Uh, no, it was- it's... Uh, it's- <laughs> At least Vince saw Braveheart. I was surprised about that. <laughs> it was it was interesting. They I thought they did a, a fun nod to that uh, Guerrero Kennedy match two weeks ago with uh, or was it last week with MJF and Cassidy with the chair thing? Oh, the chairs, yeah. the whole yes. chair situation. Because that yeah. that was how the Kennedy match ended, right? Yes. Where he acted like he hit him and he didn't. Yeah, and uh, where MJF gives him the chair and he just puts his hands in his pockets. I was like, That's oh, a it's cute great. Little yeah. Homage. Yeah, you 10. see Eddie in a lot of matches. Pe- people uh, people reference Eddie constantly still in yeah, matches. Yeah, he's one of the best ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 10. How have I not seen this terrible British Bulldog promo? Insert promo. Welcome fans backstage at the Carolina Coliseum, only on DirecTV, backstage Nitro Blast with the British Bulldog. And just a few weeks ago, of course, uh, Alex Wright comes out pretty much out of nowhere and issues this challenge, claiming to be the finest European wrestler. Of course, you have many years of experience on him. What went through your mind as you even saw that go down? I saw it, but I don't believe it. The British Bulldog has been in wrestling for 20 years, since I was 15 years old. Alex Wright, you think you can beat the British Bulldog? You're wrong. You want a chance of me? Come on and take a piece of me. Well, let me ask you, I mean, you're from Great Britain, he's from Germany. Is there inherently a different style of wrestling? Uh, is there something that you think uh, you do that definitely has an advantage over his style? Well, I can do the American style, I can do the Mexican style, I can do the strongman style, and I can do the German style. I can do any style of wrestling. That's why you call me the British Bulldog. You would seem to have a power advantage. Oh, oh, greatly power advantage. I'm going to snap him in half when we get the chance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now listen to me, and you better hear me exactly. I'm the best European ringer. Hold your klappe or I'll stop you so that you know. You get me? When you speak to me, speak in English. I don't speak German, okay? Let's go back to Lee and chat on the internet. End of promo. That was basically just a commercial uh, for Percocet. That entire video, like Davy Boy, I mean, his his cheeks are puffed out. He looks like. He's about to like blow up like the end of like the guy from Big Trouble Little China. He just, <laughs> just yeah. Alex Wright. Alex Wright who has got to be my top five least favorite wrestlers ever. <laughs> I used to like <laughs> Alex Wright. Oh my God. Well, you dance like a gigolo beforehand. <laughs> just gigolo, a German gigolo. That was his fucking character. That was a baby face. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. You- uh, then they had the worst pull apart. Uh, in in history, man, I don't know how this makes uh, this never gets recognized for how terrible of a promo it is. Where would you rank it? 
Well, I'm uh, unfamiliar with Davy Boy's promos. Was is this typical of him? I mean, this is really like bad. he was never a great promo, but this was like it sounds you know, like a, like a baby who needs to take a nap, but like you brought like an Alex Wright <laughs> told him he needs to take a nap, and now he's a mad <laughs> baby because he doesn't need to take a nap. It, like Davy Boy always sounded like like your dad trying to do an impression of a British person for the first time. Like, hello, dad. I'm going to go get some pay. Like, he just was never good on the mic. I was watching uh, King of the Ring 97 last night, and it's him, Owen, and uh, Anvil, and they had him go first. <laughs> and Owen and Anvil were good on the mic, and it's like, don't lead with Davey. He... He was never good. Like, there's that one right in the late 90s where he's like, I'm going to win because I'm bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> there's a part during this promo that, that's so great. The audio is great, and I'm glad you all heard it. But if you go back and watch the video, there's a moment when he's talking, and there's a look in his eye where, like, he like another person inhabited his body, and he didn't know where he was, and he was scared, and then, like, <laughs> left his body. Like, he's talking, he just pauses, and there's this, this blank stare of just absolute terror of, like, I've inhabited someone else's uh physical being and i don't know what's going on um <laughs> bless his bless his heart he uh still better than brett as a promo oh, <laughs> i don't I mean, know it's, it's uh, weird I'm when joking. you're you're in a tag team with a guy who pulled a gun on his wife and that guy was the charismatic one <laughs> <laughs> all right bonus number 11 we watched triple a on saturday Guys, you got to check it out. It's a crazy show. There's a real great match, Kenny Omega versus Laredo Kid. But besides that, it's like this weird. It's like turns out to like like the like. Imagine the Mexican Day of the Dead meets the Grammys. That's kind of like what feels like like parts of this. Uh, the and, Latin Grammys. Yeah, the Latin Grammys, and then the Latin. Well, I mean, some one of those. I was like, is this like yeah, Latino puddle of mud? But that that last. Uh, that last match, man, between um oh, the blood. Oh my god. That last match, what was it between what were the Pagano guys? Pagano and chess man. Pagano and chess man. Wow. I mean, like I got hepatitis looking at that match. It was <laughs> one of the craziest, like the end of it when they were like cutting his hair and he was just like convulsing off the uh off the stretcher. It was genuinely uncomfortable. Dude, it was, they like, went for it though. Type shit. I found out that that was his family that was cutting his hair, and that makes oh, it so much what? more uncomfortable. I think that was his daughter. Was the one with the yeah? The, it was. It was. That's why she was crying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just mean, thought it was like a staff member crying because she had to do this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, there were no there were no gloves. Her hands no. were just like covered in blood. Full of her father's blood and. Also, he sounds like he's puking the whole time. He's like, (laughs) like when 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 a match between two people can become a super spreader event. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's a really weird. It's a wild thing, man. You see Leo Rush as Spider-Man. You see Brian Cage as Thanos. Oh, dude, it's out there, man. Dude, I love this show. I, I I remember you guys were like, hey, you know, we're watching this, and I 
I put it on. I, I, I love the presentation. I thought there were things that were even better than American television that I can't believe American television hasn't done. The way that they did advertisements in the ring and on the, the Titan Tron kind of thing. Like, how come, have we yeah. never seen that? And not that I want to see it, but it's just brilliant. Uh, Hugo. I don't know, so- man. Psycho clown rapping, I could have really done without. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, true. a belated Feliz Cumpleaños to Psycho Clown. He actually he shares a birthday with your wife, Dan. His birthday was yesterday. Does the psycho clown oh, just have a, a a birthday normal person show up at this party? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, hope I, I, I think yeah, the same dress. Yeah, Hugo Hugo was like unbelievable. You know, I know he was. Oh the my WWE. god, that guy was a. Am- Greatest guitar shot I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, that, well, that, that was, was amazing. But, that was brutal, brutal. <laughs> but he was great at, like, he would go into English every once in a while, tell you exactly what you need to do, and then go back. In the, and the Spanish was so enthusiastic and exciting that it's like, and from the beginning to the, the show was almost four hours. They never stopped being excited. Dude, it was a blast. It, Dude, it was, was fun. And I'm, I'm, I know that that last match was a mess, but... I love that they did that. I think that's like what Impact should do in a way of like, no, our guys are the stars. He even said, he's like, this is culturally important. These guys are the main event. They didn't just. Yeah, it was a hair versus hair match was the main event. Yeah. They didn't make it seem like, oh, Kenny's here. Oh, oh. You know, they were like, no, he's visiting us. We're important and our guys are important. I thought, I thought it was a 10 out of 10 if the point was to get new fans. Yeah. Also, Kenny Laredo Kid was one of the better matches I've seen this year. I, I had a lot of fun yeah. watching it. Laredo Kid is holy shit amazing. Maybe Kenny's He's best great. singles match, would you say? This year? Mm, yeah, absolutely. May, man, maybe Pac, 30-minute Iron Man. No, I don't think no. so. But this I match is, I mean, this match is, this is one of the best matches of the year. Definitely watch this match if you have i think but wasn't the Pac one last year wasn't that 2019 no no that was like the beginning of february that was right before revolution oh, he did right. it the same yeah, week as the tag match uh against the bucks that's right yeah yeah i forgot about that all right well that's the show this week next week we're <laughs> going to be doing the total f and mark awards uh so uh if you guys listen to last year's episode we're just going to be giving our picks for you know wrestler of the year match of the year pay-per-view of the year worst wrestler Fiend of the year. puppet of the year Fiend puppet of the year. I'm going with Wobbly Walrus. Um, How I, many uh, ways yeah. can they say retribution sucks? Tune in and find <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you got anything to promote? Um, I am at uh, you know uh, Mike Mike Lawrence Comedy on Instagram, and yeah, that's it. Uh, and if you can uh, get a, get 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 a wrestler on cameo, they could use the money. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Fucking Jesus Christ. We got to play this. We got to play this. I, I can't believe we didn't get to it. It's oh, I, become... assume, I assumed we were going to play it uh, up top, but let's just play it to well, end the show. Let's play it yeah. now. Like uh, it's going to be on the intro of the show. Uh, Mike Lawrence was kind enough to pay Vince Russo to give total FN marks a shout out, <laughs> which after we give our plugs, we're going to play for you guys. Uh, Scott, what do you got to promote? Scott underscore Chaplin on Instagram. Listen to my other podcast, Garbage Days with Brendan Sagalow. Robert? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WWE Creative underscore ISH. Like I said, uh, 10 years of doing the account this Sunday and uh, had so many 
amazing and wonderful experiences from starting this stupid fucking thing and somehow wound up here with with two really talented comedians and scott and it's a real <laughs> uh it, it's a it's a real thrill and uh looking forward to the patreon on sunday and i, and I can't believe uh vince russo uh i'm disgusted with you Roll the tape. Best fifty dollars ever. Yeah, and uh, congrats, Rob. I've always been a big fan of the the stuff, man. Some the, the funniest stuff about wrestling. A decade and, of destruction. Yeah, man. Great shit. <laughs> Pretty good, Scott. I like that one. <laughs> I just ruined it. <laughs> the funniest thing about wrestling, by the way, uh, Shawn Michaels is in a movie with Steve Ranazzi about fake Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lowest bar ever uh buy our shirt of pro wrestling tees <clears throat> and uh hey uh zach what do you got to say listen to vince russo and wash, and wash your, your hands. hands merry uh <laughs> christmas i think hanukkah's over is this what's the last night of hanukkah or something i'm yeah. about to go do hanukkah right now shit it's yeah. over when just robert put- says oh. it's over yeah, all of a sudden, like like Robert puts on a gimp outfit. We're like, is that Hanukkah? What's going on? They, it's very, they, they it's a very, very sexual holiday. Dan's got had very Horowitz wish me a happy Hanukkah, which was nice. <laughs> I just say, man, he brought it. He he really he did gave great. a shit, man. Let me tell you, he looks more pro wrestler uh, than Jewish guy at this point. <laughs> He's got like the Austin hunting hat and camo and everything. <laughs> All right, well, here's fucking Vince Russo. Merry Christmas. Yo, this is Vince Russo, and I'm here to let you know that I am a big fan of the Total Effin' Marks podcast, and I want to wish the hosts of that show, Scott, Dan, Robert, and Zach, a happy, happy holiday, and I hope you guys are in the next Brawl for All.